The thing that's gonna take me the longest is my eyeliner, so. Hello. Oh, oh, why do you always do this to me? <laughs> because. Hello. Um, welcome back. Happy to... Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's yeah. Day. We are recording this on Valentine's Day. Yes. I have a child attached to me. Like always. I'm and, um, no, I literally, he's literally on me because, um, we needed to record this before Taylor's date. Ooh. She has a date on Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. How cute. Um, and that tapping is her tapping her fucking brush because yes. she's doing her makeup while we record this. So. And we were actually talking about the one makeup artist that also tells true crime stories while she does her makeup. Yeah, I don't I, know what her name is. I don't remember her name either, but I love her so much. Yeah, so she, she has really good videos. She's amazing. Um, but this is going to be a quick one because we got to go places. Yeah, and I'm we on time crunch. We gotta make sure she gets to her date on time. So, no, um, there's not gonna be a lot of, lot of talking in this one, which is okay. Yeah, but I'm still gonna try and be engaged and stuff, you know. Well, it's funny because she's doing the episode this week uh, while she's doing her makeup. Yes. I was like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna read your notes while you're doing your makeup? I'm also doing eyeliner. Actually, I'm too scared to do eyeliner right now, so we're gonna do that later. So I think what I want to do next time we record is record us video yes and post it on like our instagram and stuff like that so we can yes. see like because we we're very animated people when we record we are. you need to understand <laughs> like the hand gestures that go on the facial expressions yeah Ooh. all of it all right I'm all right to blow. <laughs> you're about to what i'm like punching over okay are what's, you ready uh, yeah what's the episode so the episode is blair adams I don't know this you one. You don't? No. Okay, I thought you would. So, the Blair Adams case was actually originally, um, it was told on Unsolved Mysteries. That's See, how maybe I that's why I don't know it, because I don't watch Unsolved Mysteries. You don't? I no, thought you no. did. Mm-mm. Okay, well, it was told on Unsolved Mysteries. Um, I'm not going to do my eyeliner. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> so, it was told on Unsolved Mysteries, and that's how I found out about it. And it's wild. Ooh. Like, it's a little crazy. I'm it excited. Really so basically, we're gonna just talk. We're gonna go forward, okay, to like what happened, and then we're gonna backtrack and okay. follow this whole sequence of events that happened leading up to the murder. Got it. I'm ready. Yeah. So essentially, Blair Adams, who was age 31 at the time of his death, oh, his, it's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his, his body was found half naked and beaten on July 11th, 1996 in a Knoxville, Tennessee parking lot. Ooh, and okay. around his body is $4,000 worth of German, U.S., and Canadian currency. Bruh. As well as a thousand more dollars, like over a thousand more dollars. Yeah. Um, of platinum, gold, and jewelry in a fanny pack, as well as a black duffel bag containing maps and travel receipts. So I'd be sweeping that stuff up if I saw... I'm just kidding. So there was actually... The people that found him, I think one of the people that found him actually pocketed some money. No way. But the police found out about it later. Oh, okay. Yeah. How'd they find out? It'll be a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So that was that thing. The whole, like, he has a shit ton of money around him. Yeah. And he was just found in a Tennessee parking lot. 
Okay. So That's very strange. Yeah. So now we're going to backtrack to the past, and we're going to follow the sequence of events that happened leading up to that. Okay. So basically... <laughs> so basically, Blair Adams was actually a foreman for a construction company um, in Surrey, British Columbia, in Canada. Oh, so I know he, where Surrey is. Yeah, it's just so outside of Vancouver. He was not from the U.S. Okay, so that's he, why he had Canadian dollars. Yeah. Okay. So his body ended up in the U.S. somehow. Mm. So basically, he was a foreman in a construction company and... He was also described to have a cheery demeanor, like kind and ambitious, as told by his mother, and he apparently really liked his job and was really good about it. Okay. I mean, was really good at it. So he was just seemed a very nice guy, hardworking. Yeah. Um, Your typical good old Canadian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then suddenly, his demeanor began to change, mm-hmm. because in the summer of 1996, he began to have mood swings. And very extreme cases of paranoia. Okay. Uh, at least that's what his friends were getting and his family. Yeah. Um, so basically what was going on was he was saying how there was someone out to kill him. So he was super, super he was paranoid. Super paranoid. Um, basically, his mother was obviously one of the first people to have found out about his whole thing because he just switched from being this really cheery guy, really nice, to being all paranoid yeah, and that's like of, a huge 180. His mom's probably like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, what the fuck is going on? Are you okay? <laughs> and he was being all vague about it, and he said he can't tell her about it. And it. it was in, like, quotation marks when I was researching it. So he's uh. being very, ba- very vague. Very vague. <laughs> wasn't telling her anything, really. Okay. Um, it was also noted that he was actually attending Alcoholics Anonymous 2, Oh. But after being sober for two years, I think he quit around that time as well. I don't know how relevant that is, honestly. Yeah. Um, it was just something that came up in some of the research, so I just decided to add it into my notes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was never really elaborated upon, according to his mother. He was just yeah. very bothered, and my guess is that it was probably some extreme paranoia going yeah. on with him. So, basically, what happens is that things started getting really strange with his behavior. Already. Yeah, I mean, even, even more. more so, than it already is. Yeah, I think on the, around that same time, because um, it happened in, this happened around July 5th where it started. Okay. So, six days after the murder. Yeah. So, he basically went to his bank to withdraw all of his savings in a safe deposit box. Okay. Um, which amounted to more than $6,000. Along with a hell of a lot more of wow. jewelry, gold, and platinum. 6,000 Canadian? Yes. Okay. I would assume, since he is, I've also been planning this for the last five minutes. But I would assume it's Canadian currency because he lived in Canada at that time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and a bunch of jewelry. Yes. So he is rich. Rich? He's richer than the rich. combined, honestly. Yeah. Um, but actually. <laughs> but, and then on July 7th, he then decided to make his way to the Canadian-American border okay. to try and cross into the U.S. with a shit ton of money with him. Probably not the smartest I idea. Know. It was sketchy as fuck, obviously. They're, they're very strict at the border. They are. Like, I, even, it's one of those things where whenever we're at a border, 
I know I have nothing on me, but instantly my mind is like, do I have any drugs on me? You're just like, am I going <laughs> to Do I have any drugs? Do I have any, anything that I stole? Any, and, and I know I don't have anything, but you can't help but think about it. You're just like, well, I hope I don't get arrested. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but basically, he was really sketchy to the people that were at the, the border, border police, obviously. He apparently fit the profile of a drug trafficker. Oh. Because he was an unmarried man, he was an unmarried young man, he had a shit ton of money with well, him, yeah. which is trying to cross the border, so they refused him. Um, that makes sense. Yep. And on that same day, after he was refused entry across the border, he dropped $1,600 for a round ticket from Vancouver to Frankfurt, Germany. Set to what? depart the next day. Okay. Yeah. And he's really trying to skip town, <laughs> apparently. Obviously, there's something in Vancouver that is out to get him. Yeah, there's obviously something or someone. Yeah, something or someone. Making him act like this. Yeah. And he also tried to look at a friend's house. I read that it was his girlfriend in some okay. sources. Um, that he wanted them to help him cross the border. But okay. they, they said able no. to do that. Yeah, there's nothing no they shit. can do. I don't know how long I, I know you for. I put in my notes, I was like, would you do that for a friend? Absolutely not. <laughs> as, as, especially if you don't tell me what the fuck is going on. I know, he did say that there was someone trying to kill him, but that... Oh, okay, well that's... Mm, mm, but still, I, I guess know. his behavior was probably very erratic and stuff. Yeah, so. I don't want to say it's a personal problem, but I also don't want to be dragged into... Whatever shit that is. I know. It's more like, you need to take care of yourself first, sir. Yeah. And um, then I'll take care of you. Exactly. And the next day, after that whole ordeal of him trying to cross the border and asking a friend to try and help him, um, he actually turned in his round-trip ticket for a rental car. Okay. So he decided not to go to Germany and decided to try his look at the border again. Okay. But this time, he actually did make it over. He did? Yeah. In the same border? Like, the, the same... I'm not sure in the same location. Okay. But he did make it over the border. What the um, fuck? Apparently... That's weird to me that they don't have any type... I, I mean, I don't know what it was like in the 90s, late 90s, but it's weird to me that they wouldn't have some sort of system saying, hey, these guys denied this guy, don't... Don't let him in. I know. I also found it weird that he would think that going into a neighboring country would be safer for him rather than a whole different continent. Yeah. Because um, it would be harder for someone to follow you exactly. into a different continent rather than into a country that's literally right next door. Yeah, literally, you share a border. I know. And he dropped <laughs> $1,600 for a ticket and returned it for a rental car. Yeah, that's but very strange. Obviously, there's nothing normal about then this. Then again, this is before 9-11. That's true. Because when 9-11 happened, they really, really uh, buckled down on safety and security and stuff. Yeah. And I think 9-11 when, was when like TSA and everything was founded. Yeah. Like Border Patrol was founded in... Right before. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry, I found a place she's, in my foundation that I didn't blend in. She's literally staring at me as she's blending Okay, continue. Face. You continue. Oh, I continue, right. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he finally did make it around the border. He tried three times, so this was his third time. I don't know what I happened the second time. I guess third time's the charm. Exactly. So he made it across the border with his money, didn't have the ticket with him, just rented a car and went for it. Yeah. And he ended up at a Seattle airport. 
And there, he would actually buy a one-way ticket to Washington, D.C. So it, it sounds like he crossed the border in the same place. Yeah. Because Vancouver is directly above Seattle. Oh, interesting. I'm geography. <laughs> I failed geography. Un- unless he crossed the border in another area or yeah. province of Canada and then drove to Seattle back to the left but that doesn't make sense at all that doesn't sound did like he so he sense. flew to washington dc or he just bought a ticket no, he bought a ticket and he actually flew there okay um investigators said it was kind of weird though because a one-way ticket was more expensive than a round-trip ticket i don't see how that's relevant they just commented that it was weird because it's like 770 dollars at that time versus for versus like 350 to 400 for a round trip trip. yeah Yeah, because you can just buy a round trip and then never take that plane but then again i don't find it strange in this circumstance because this whole thing is just weird in general like he just seems like he has one goal in mind and it's to get away yeah so he he doesn't doesn't care what avenues he takes yeah or how much he spends really so he did end up going to dc um, he arrived the next day on July 10th, and he arrived early morning, oh. and immediately began to head to Knoxville, Tennessee, after he rented a white Toyota. Let's see. He didn't have any friends and family in Tennessee, nor did they think he ever went to the south of the U.S., so they I found... I was going to say, yeah. I know. He they lives found, in Canada. Why would you go to the south of the U.S.? They found no reason for him to end up in Knoxville, honestly, okay. at first, but there's another detail that I'm going to go over later. Yeah. But he did end up going to Knoxville, Tennessee, and I wrote down, this whole case is odd, honestly. You can chalk it up to hysteria or an extreme case of paranoia, <laughs> Yeah. but I feel like there's obviously more to the story since all his actions and decisions are quite extreme. Yeah. Extreme. I can't say that word. Um, and then at around 5.30, the same day, I believe, he actually ended up at a gas station in Knoxville. His car wouldn't start. Oh. And apparently, when he went to the attendant to complain, it was the wrong set of keys for his rental car. Where I, did he get those keys? I don't understand that either. I tried to look into it, and the attendant was just like, no, it's the wrong keys. That's why your car is not starting. And I'm like, but then how the hell did he how get the there? How did he Jenner? get there to the gas station and... I don't know. That's very strange. I know. It's really strange um, that he just had the wrong set of keys, but still managed to drive himself to Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. So that was unless weird. He was, unless he has two sets of keys for some reason. I didn't read anything about two sets of keys. He just had so like weird. the rental keys with him at that time. If anyone knows, <laughs> I tell know, us. Please. I'm very curious. I'm very confused. I tried to research as much as I could, yeah. but I still didn't understand what this, was going this on. This seems like one of those cases where you look it up and you're kind of like, you don't find much information about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, his car wouldn't start, wrong set of keys. So he was essentially stuck until the morning Yeah. because the car rental place had closed around that time that he got to the gas station. Okay. Um, so the gas attendant decided to give him a ride to a nearby hotel so he could stay there. Um, and he was very weird at the hotel. 
He, within an That's hour, not surprising. I know, within an hour, he was seen exiting and entering the hotel lobby five times oh, before oh, okay. actually getting a key. Okay. Um, and then there was a quote from a hotel employee named Hartsfield. I'm pretty sure I spelled the first name wrong, so I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> um, he would go on to describe, he or she would go on to describe Blair as such. The best way to describe him would be paranoid. Yeah. He was just very nervous, agitated, expecting someone to come in on him, even though there wasn't anybody there. I don't know who he was looking for, but he was waiting for somebody to walk in for him. Interesting. So, yes. He was just very, like, an interesting character that just walked into the I hotel. I can see him being, like, super fidgety and sweaty yeah. and stuff. And he was walking in and out of the hotel. Yeah, like that's a weird. Um, so when he did eventually get his room key... Mm-hmm. He pocketed it and then walked back out. So he didn't actually go to. His so he room. didn't actually go upstairs. No, he just took it, got a room, but yeah. didn't actually go and went back outside and left oh, the hotel. Okay. I know, and that would actually be the last known time that you would see Blair Adams alive. Really? Was at the hotel at around like seven thirty seven p.m. Okay. And then twelve hours later, on July eleventh, the next day. His body would be found in that parking lot, half naked and beaten. Half naked as naked from the torso or the waist down. So, so he had no pants on. He had no pants. His shirt was ripped open and his socks were turned inside out and it made it look like someone had tried to pull them off. Oh. I know. It was and then that money surrounded, which the killer didn't take, he just left the money didn't take that's even more weird i know whoever do do we know who it is this i'm gonna say this now it's unsolved shut the fuck up that's why it's an unsolved mysteries oh duh (laughs) but well it sounds like this person was out to get him for a personal reason and obviously not out for his valuables yeah but he decided to take all his valuables with him because he thought it sounds like he thought he would get away somewhere and then he'd have all that shit with him. Yeah, and honestly, it was probably someone he knew because... Yeah. It's just who, weird, Who man. else? Yeah, what I else? Know. Like, I can't think of any anything else. But um, apparently it was also possible that he was cited at a few different locations before his murder. Okay. Before I get into the gritty details of his death. Um, there was one witness that said that he was at a truck stop reading a magazine talking with an unidentified man about Canadian money. Okay. And then there was another witness saying that he was seen at a Cracker Barrel also with an unidentified man, but investigators eventually ruled that out. Okay. So that was just a little thing of evidence, but there was evidence of shrimp, lettuce, and meat in his stomach. So he definitely went somewhere to eat between the time he left the hotel and his death yeah well that's how people figure out like like if i ate a specific sandwich from somewhere and they see the contents that you ate it within the past however many hours they can look up places around the area and be like okay where where were they last be like oh they're at jimmy bob's deli jimmy bob's deli (laughs) yeah i don't know because jimmy bob's deli has this specific sandwich they ate Yeah, apparently he did go eat somewhere, so we don't know where, though. Okay. That was just that. That was the end of that whole lead. Yeah. But, um, 
autopsy revealed that there was a struggle mm-hmm. before his death and Blair had fought back. There were defensive wounds on his hand. Chunks of hair on his scalp were missing where the murder had apparently ripped it out. Oh, fuck. I know. Oh. Anything to do with the scalp, like, it it's, hurts. I can feel it. I feel it's it. It's horrible. Ugh. Um, I just touched my head. <laughs> and then there's a huge gash on his head as well as severe hits to his stomach. Fuck. And the severe blows to his stomach were apparently the cause of his death. Oh my and god. That's they, a slow, painful death. I know. And they deduced it to be caused by a club or a crowbar. Oh. Which is ow. even worse. Oh, my stomach it's, just hurt. I know. Mine started hurting too. Oh. I felt it. I grabbed, I went to grab my stomach and in case I grabbed the baby's butt. <laughs> oh my god. You're like, he's the dead. carrier. <laughs> um, there are also certain injuries that had pointed to him being sexually assaulted. <gasps> But there is no clear evidence, and autopsies could not find a clear time as to when it could have happened. My goodness. I know. So a lot happened to him, and that's Jesus horrible. Christ. It was a very violent death. Yeah. And that's... Com- mm, it's so bad. Um, there, was a, there was a long piece of hair stuck to his hand. I tried to investigate more on that. I could not find anything. Well, I just listened to something recently explaining that... DNA from hair is not really a valid piece of evidence Oh, anymore. really? Yeah. Why? It's just, it's something to do with because we have what we have now. Like back in the early like 70s, 80s, 90s, that's what was mainly used. Mm-hmm. But like, like I can, I shed, just shed, you, you we shed. All shed, we all shed hair. Blah blah blah's hair. Our hair can end up in some murder for some reason, and then that's really like fucked up, yeah. right? So I think it's just um, one of those scenarios where, obviously, if you have multiple pieces of hair from the same DNA, then that makes sense. But like this one strand on his hand, yeah. Like, what if they pursued that and actually did something with it? But now, now that we're in twenty twenty one, and we have so many more. Uh, which we call it tools and resources to try and figure out evidence and who did it. Yeah. DNA from hair is kind of just like on the back burner. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a nice bit of information. I think I heard it on Crime Junkie. I still need to listen to some Crime Junkie episodes. You should. They're really good. Um, didn't they just, I feel like they just won an award for something. Did they? Yeah. Probably. They're really that. good. Ashley Flowers also just, I found her on TikTok. Or I found her on Jess's TikTok. I was about I don't to say, you have a TikTok now? Nope. <laughs> Also, TikTok episode, my favorite. If you guys haven't listened to it, please listen to oh, it. Oh, um, shout out to Nayeli because she messaged me on Instagram and said she listened to our episode and she said it was bomb. And then I think, I guess we were talking about oat milk. Yeah. And she sent me a, <laughs> like a recommendation for oat milk. Oh, what oat milk was, really was it? I don't know, I gotta pull it up on, okay. pull oh, wait, it up on my so phone. Oh, wait, this is so off topic. Okay. I know, it's anyway. Safeway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, back to the murder. So that was all the um that was not all the information. I just talked about the piece of hair. That's how we got to that point. Oh, okay. okay. So, um other than having a past of alcohol addiction, he had been completely sober and drug-free yeah. prior to his death. So nothing on that end. Yeah, nothing. Crazy. And he also wasn't ever actually diagnosed for any mental illnesses. Okay. His mother would say that he was suffering from a mel- mental illness during this period of time. Yeah, because he com- did a complete 180 on his yeah. personality and how he acted um, and stuff. But he was never actually diagnosed for anything. Okay. Um, let's see. 
And then the person, there was a construction worker yeah. at around 3.30 a.m. that heard a scream. Um, he thought it was a woman, though. Okay. I don't know why he didn't go to investigate it anyway. I Some don't, people be like that, though. And bystander. it's horrible. Yeah, bystander effect. It's horrible. Um, but that was really the only witness. I think it was also construction workers that found his body. Oh, at okay. that time because there is a site nearby yeah um let's see and then also that lead about seeing him at restaurants apparently there were a lot of people that said that they saw him at different restaurants yeah with an unidentified man um those witnesses did come together to compile a sketch uh-huh. which i will send you the picture of to post on our instagram yes i do have the picture of it Yes. Um, and his mother would actually reveal years after his death that there was a reason why he was going to the South, and it was for the Olympics. Because the Olympics oh. around that time was happening in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. But he ended up in Knoxville, Tennessee, actually. So, uh, you're a little far to the left, sir. I know, just a little <laughs> just bit. Just a little smidge. And he was also um, revealed to have been in a, re- a relationship with a male roommate before actually so all of this information was revealed after like far after Mm -hmm. it's very strange um i don't think if there are any leads having to do with that relationship he had with his roommate okay um he was with a girlfriend at the time so he wasn't in a relationship with that man anymore Mm -hmm. i don't know if there's a connection between that yeah but as of right now the case is unsolved is it still open it is still open i think the latest update I saw was in 2017. Hey, that's still kind of recent. So if anybody knows anything. I know. It's just like, please. Who should they contact? Tennessee? Probably. Police? Oh, there, I, I need to bring what, it up. I don't know what county or anything like that. I'll put it on Instagram. But I think the, it's definitely the Knoxville, Tennessee Police Department that's probably conducting yeah. the investigation. That's crazy. I've been doing my blush for the past 15 minutes. You, you really have. I'm See, this is why I don't put makeup on because... <laughs> It'd be taking too long. Because I can't do my eyeliner. I was getting really into the last part, so I didn't want to do it. I'm also not a makeup person. (laughs) But that's fine. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that is Blair Adams. Woo! What a rapid case. I know, a really quick episode. There weren't a lot of details on it, that's why. I used like three different articles. But um, I feel like it's important to get these cases out that are quick and don't have a ton of detail out there. Mm -hmm. Even though we don't have a super large fan base. Once we get there, more people will will hear about these cases and hopefully have these cases be closed and solved. Yeah. You know, so. that's also why I really like Unsolved Mysteries, because yeah. it's that show where they can get tips from anyone exactly. without releasing an episode. And they're huge. Yeah, it's so. gigantic. I mean, plenty of cases since the time of true crime podcasts have been solved and closed or has had a lot of progress so, because of all of these people listening to these podcasts I also, and videos. I also want to bring up Michelle McNamara on that. Because oh. I, okay, I'm sure most of you have heard, but Michelle McNamara, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, that's really popular, got yeah. really famous. Um, people say that she wasn't really that much of a huge deciding factor on the case closing. I like to think otherwise, just because I think the investigation she did herself and all the research she did, Mm -hmm. insane. Yeah. It's actually fucking insane. Like, her whole life's work. Yeah. And I think that people like her and, like, 
all the things like Unsolved Mysteries and True Crime Podcast. Yeah. The fact that everyone can just come together to try and find out more about yeah. cases. Well, this is also a reason why we do what we do. Like, yes, we, we love talking about true crime, mm-hmm. but Taylor and I talk about it all the time. If we could choose any job in the world and have it right now, it would be to work with these cases and yes. get them solved and stuff like that. So it is a passion of ours. But we're going to end it here. Yeah. Taylor, awesome episode. Thank you. And you did your makeup. Are you I finished? Did. Nope, I have to do my eyeliner. Oh, shit. Eyeliner. All right. Well, I'm going to get her to her date. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. If you're with somebody, if you're not with somebody, love yourself. Love yourself regardless. Yeah. You know, if you're not in a relationship, treat yourself. I know we're in a pandemic. Man. Uber Eats. I'm sure Uber Eats, Grubhub, and all that shit have discounts uh, for Valentine's Day. Yes, as they should. Yes, <laughs> as they should. So get you something nice. Treat yourself, please. Get, get a some spa boba. Day. Get some boba. Sure. Boba's cute. We went to a coffee shop this morning, actually. They gave us roses. Yeah, they gave us roses with every order. They got a rose, so that was really sweet. But yes, Um, do you have our socials? Oh, oh, (laughs) she forgot. I forgot. I was struggling because uh, last episode, I think I got it right. Anyway, you can hit us up on Instagram at Crime Sunday Podcast. Hit us up on the Twitter that Taylor does not manage properly. I am so sorry. At Crime Sunday. I will post something, I swear. I'm just going to use it as a means to just vet about random stuff. There you go. And uh, hit us up on email, crimesunday at gmail.com. Send us recommendations. Talk to us. Talk to us. We still need a pen pal. No one's emailed us yet, y'all. This is sad. Just DM us, too. We don't care. (laughs) We just want to talk with people. Yes, yes. I think we got a couple more international listeners, um, so shout out to them. I did look it up today, though. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you next Sunday.